Hope you're doing amazing. Uh, this is going to be a quick series on angels. It's actually going to be a three-part series, and our heart behind it is really to have a biblical understanding and application of the ministry of angels in our life to see how God moves uh, from a biblical standpoint to see how he uses the ministry of angels to benefit the life of the believer, how all throughout Scripture from Genesis to Revelations we'll see angels are present. When God is moving, almost always there is some kind of angelic presence or ministry uh, that we'll see in the Bible. So anyway, this is going to be part one of a three-part series. Part one is titled Biblical Basis. And our key scripture for this entire series is going to be found in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve or to assist those who will inherit salvation? Again, that is Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve or assist those who will inherit salvation? I just love this scripture. Uh, we see that angels, which also means messenger uh, from God, spiritual beings, they are ministering spirits who are sent to serve or to assist those who will inherit salvation. Well, who are those who are to inherit salvation? Well, they are us. They're believers. There's, they're those who have been saved by the washing of the blood of the Lamb, those who have been brought into the household of God, adopted by God to be sons and daughters. He calls us priests and kings unto our God. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. And there are angelic beings, angelic hosts created by God, uh, that are sent to serve and assist us both in life and the fulfilling of our destiny, all in order to bring glory uh, to God. You know, we have angel statues all over the place. Uh, often they are worn around a neck as a piece of jewelry. Most people believe they exist. However, many have questions. Some of those questions are, what is their purpose, specifically in the life of the believer? Is the ministry of angels still active today? So the heart behind this teaching is really to answer some of our con questions concerning these spiritual beings. Angels are featured very prominently all throughout Scripture, from Genesis to Revelations and everywhere in between. From the garden bearing the flaming sword to the harvest angels at the end of the age. So what are angels? Well, angels are first and foremost the servants of God. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in the heavens and are in the earth, both visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 22 through or sorry 21 through 22 says Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. So obviously angels are first and foremost the servants of God. They are ministering spirits as we just read in Hebrews chapter 1. They are both visible and invisible. We see all throughout scripture just accounts of them both moving uh, in the unseen, invisible realm, and then also manifesting in the visible realm where men and women have had encounters with them, conversations with them, and we're going to take a look at all of that. Uh, so angels, they, are, they serve and are not to be worshipped. 
So we see that in Revelations chapter 22, verses 8 through 9. It says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Don't, do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and all of who keep the words of this book, worship God. So angels from the Lord will always point us to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and encourage the worship of the one true God. So many people, when you know we get to talking about the ministry of angels, they'll say, well, brother, you, you know, is there a fear for me to get deceived? You know, the Bible says that even Satan himself uh, masquerades or manifests and comes as an angel of light. And, and certainly um, there is that risk when we get to talk about uh, ministering spirits. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to be so bottled up in fear of uh, listening to a wrong spirit that we totally neglect and miss out on the ministry of angels who are still serving the most high God. And you say, well, how do we know that? Well, the Bible says, you know, test all spirits, uh, any spirit that is from God. It's in first John it says any spirit that is from God will confess that Jesus uh, as God came in flesh. Uh, we'll know, the Bible says, that you'll know them by their fruit. Uh, so an angel from the Lord is going to always point you back to worshiping Jesus. He's always going to point you to living in, in holiness. He's always going to uh, speak to destiny and life and bringing glory to God. Obviously, a spirit from the enemy may come with sprinkled truth. We see that all throughout the, the scriptures where when the enemy comes, he likes to add some kind of truth into his deception. But the fruit will always be anxiety, depression, unholiness. He'll try to give you permission to disobey the commands of God and to live lawless. So, of course, that that is there. It's a very real reality. There are demons. There are angels. Uh, but, you know, Paul talks about as we mature that our senses uh, they can mature and we'll be able to discern what is good and what is evil. You know, if a spirit comes in the room and I feel icky and I feel kind of like anxious, obviously that's not from God. But when, when a, a, an angel comes in the room and there's reverence and there's fear towards God and there's repentance present, that's not a demon. A demon does not uh, provoke us to repentance or worship of God. Uh, I have here, the ministry of angels can be seen in the lives of God's people all throughout the Old Testament. Some examples are in the lives of the children of Israel during the Exodus and in the wilderness. The Bible says in Exodus 14, uh, verse 19, Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. Uh, so you see here the children of Israel in the wilderness, the ministry of the angels are there present going before them, which is often what the angelic do. They'll go before you in the spirit realm, often clearing the way, offering protection, uh, uprooting the plots and plans of the enemy. We see both the angels presence present there and then the presence of God in the form of the cloud or the pillar of fire. Then we'll see in and then we see in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
I absolutely love this picture because here you have Elisha um, and his servant Gehazi. And if you go back and read in 2 Kings, the context of this scripture is they're surrounded by their enemies and Gehazi's kind of freaking out. Uh, you know, and many of us have done that. We've seen challenges in life. We've been surrounded by uh, whether it be trials or tribulations or things of this world. And what is Elisha's response? But to say, hey, don't look here in the natural, but let's seek God and ask him to open our eyes so that we might see in the spirit realm and see that those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. I absolutely love this. I've actually experienced something very similar to this. In my own personal life, I was facing some trials and some tribulations uh, in, in just in a, in a time of, of just where anxiety and depression was trying to come on my life. And I'm driving in my car and I'm just praying and interceding, speaking in unknown tongues as I often do as I'm in the car. You know, the Bible says to redeem the times for the day is evil. So often when I'm driving in my car, one location to the other, I'm spending it in, in seeking God. And, you know, I was holding this specific um this specific instance uh, before the Lord. And I'm like, God, just help me. Just show me that you are with me. And as I prayed that, all of a sudden my spiritual eyes were open and I could literally see in the spirit realm on, on either side of the car to the left and to the right of me, these chariots of fire and these angelic beings, this host of heaven that was with me. And man, can I tell you in that moment, peace came, a boldness came, a confidence came to know that the battle is not mine, but that the battle belongs to the Lord. And I was filled with, with, with faith and hope that I knew that God would come and that we would have the victory because of him. And so that's one of the ways, again, that, that ministering spirits will come and assist in our lives. Let's take a look at the life of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 21, it says, while I was still in prayer. So I love this. So here's Daniel just in his prayer, like many of us should be doing, seeking God every day, locking away in prayer. It says Daniel is in prayer. And then it says, Gabriel, the man I had seen earlier in a vision. So I love that it shows us we can see angels in visions uh, and that they can appear while we're in prayer. It says, came to me in swift flight. I love that because it shows angels flying about the time of the evening sacrifice. Uh, so here's this angel coming to Daniel. Uh, we know if you go back and read the account, the, the angel's coming. He's bringing revelation. Uh, he's ministering to Daniel, showing him the will of God. But I love this because how do you know if it's in the Bible, you can have it. So we should read the Bible as, as an invitation, the accounts of God as an invitation. Uh, these are for everybody, especially those of us who are now, as the Bible says, inheriting salvation. All these angels are sent to serve and assist. So by God, if if he says we have a better covenant with better promises and Daniel's encountering angels in his prayer life, how much more can we encounter angels now that we are in a new covenant with better covenant and better promises? I have here, there are so many more accounts all throughout the Old Testament. In fact, almost the entire book of Zechariah is the recording of an angelic encounter. I love that. So I would highly encourage you to go read the book of Zechariah. If you've never read it, the entire book is an encounter with an angel. It is Zechariah dialoguing and talking with an angel. So if you have a problem with men speaking to angels or angels speaking to men and us taking it serious, then I reckon we would just have to cast and throw off the entire book of Zechariah. We wouldn't be able to accept that. But God says it's his infallible word. God says it's without error. And it, and it was placed in the Bible divinely by God. And we accept it as true. And again, like I said, 
previously, if it happened under the old covenant and we're in a better covenant with better promises, certainly angels can come and speak and minister to us. Well, you may say, uh, again, that that was the Old Testament, and you're right, but again, like I was saying, Hebrews says we have a better covenant, better promises, and again, if angels moved in the lives of God's people like that, then how much more will they move in the New Covenant? So let's take a look at angelic activity in the New Covenant. You know, there's multiple accounts in the life of Jesus. One we see in Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Luke chapter 22, verse 43, Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Man, you know, if the Son of the living God, uh, spotless Lamb of God, the Word made flesh, baptized in the Spirit, needed the ministry of angels on the earth, how much more do we? Uh, we see here also uh, angels all throughout the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5, verse 19. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. I love it. Shows you angelic activity bringing deliverance, uh, setting them free, coming and operating in their life. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Uh, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. There is a desert place. So I love this because it, 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 several different ways we see the ministry of angels. One, you see it in Jesus' life, angels coming and strengthening him. So often when we're in prayer and we're fighting, we're having spiritual battles, uh, the enemy's coming or trials and tribulations of life, often we're not realizing that what we're doing when we're praying, whether we're speaking in tongues, seeking God, that God is literally sending angels to come and strengthen us. If you've ever been in prayer, you ever had those moments where you're just like feeling worn out, but then you begin to seek God and like, boom, this burst of energy comes. You're feeling great. God has strengthened you spiritually. Uh, I'm reminded of a time I was in a hotel room and uh, I was super tired after a meeting and, and I just laid down uh, and started to go to sleep. My son was in the room and all of a sudden I felt this being, this silhouette, this, this spirit being come step almost like he was standing through the bed and he touched me and when he touched me it was like you injected me with like a triple shot of espresso i mean whoom, i was like wide awake i felt this energy i felt this strength and i had this desire to begin to seek god uh, I, I love it again we see angels coming in the life of peter rescuing him and and setting him free uh you know when i was in the world uh, i was a drug addict and alcoholic and even then god's hand and activity was in my life, and there were moments when I would drink so much alcohol uh, and drive. I mean, it's a miracle alone that I didn't kill anybody. Uh, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for his, his mercy in sparing me. Uh, but I would drive so intoxicated that I would start to fall asleep, and I had this long drive from the city I would go and drink in to where I live. It was about 45 minutes, and you had to drive pretty fast on the road. And there were times, literally, where I can remember coming in and out of consciousness where my, the car would start to go into the ditch and angelic beings would come and they would push on the side of the car with their shoulder and push them, push me up on the road and keep me safe and protect me. So again, they'll protect, they'll deliver. And then you see Pete, or see, sorry, Philip, you see him conversing with an angel, bringing him a message and giving him direction on fulfilling the will of God. So totally biblical, uh, wide open. We can experience it now. The, I have here the New Testament is riddled with stories of angelic beings assisting the bride of Christ. In fact, they were so commonplace that in the early believers, 
mistook Peter's deliverance as his angel appearing. Uh, so if you can remember, Peter is like preaching the gospel, performing miracles. He ends up getting uh, ar arrested. And then we just read it in Acts chapter five, where it says an angel comes and he opens the prison doors and brings him out. And so I have it here in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 12, verse 12 through 14. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the entrance, at the outer entrance, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed. She ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. The other said, you're out of, a, out of your mind. When she kept insisting it was him, they said, well, it must be his angel. So obviously we see here that the early believers were very, very, very aware of the, of the ministry of angels. And so I, I love this because it just shows like they, it's, so they were very, very aware of the ministry of angels. So much so that they actually had more faith that there was an angel standing at the door than Peter being free. Like, like they had more faith that there was an angel there. They were like, it, it makes more sense. It's more logical to us that there would be an angel standing at the door than God actually answered our prayers and freed Peter. Uh, so again, they were so prevalent in the life of the early believers. Uh, I have here, angels perform God's word according to Psalms 103 verse 20. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Again, they are assigned to us by God to assist us, just as we read in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, to watch over his word to perform it. You know, the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it, and often the performing of that word is through the ministry of angels. You know, I believe every believer is assigned at least one or more angels. I believe scripture reveals this in Matthew chapter 8, 18 verses 10. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. Uh, I've personally have had the Lord reveal some of the angels assigned on my life. And at, at times I've seen the ones that are assigned to the lives of others. So whether in a service, um, I've oft, often been, you know, worshiping and will maybe look around and I can see that the eyes of my spirit will be open and I can see angels standing there again, times of, of trouble or tribulation. Often the spirit will make me aware of the presence of my angels. I, I, I remember one time I was um, actually talking to this witch doctor and we were just kind of going back and forth and um, t just talking about the things of the spirit and, and I would just kind of lean into the spirit and, and I could feel in a moment when my angels would come, there was one on the left and one on the right. And, and he felt it too, when they came in the room, because again, he, he's spiritually sensitive, <laughs> just following the wrong way. Um, you know, but again, so often I have just seen and experienced both my own personal angels manifesting in the angels of others. Uh, I have here, the ministry of angels is very much alive and well today in the lives of believers. We all, we often hear reports of how believers barely escape with their lives from car wrecks, how people have been ministered to directly by angels, whether it be in healing or deliverance. Story after story pours in, which all point to those ministering spirits that God has assigned to assist us. As we continue in this series, I'll be sharing some more personal stories of my own and those of others as we discuss the primary ways the angelic function in our lives. So again, this is just part one of this three-part series. We really just want to lay 
a biblical foundation for the activity of angels in our lives, for us to see that they are very much uh, present, very much active in the earth and in the lives of believers today. It is very, very biblical that angels are ministering and moving in the work of God. It's actually unbiblical not to have angels uh, moving and functioning and fulfilling the um, promises and purposes of God. All right, so let's go ahead and pray. So I, I thank you, Lord, for this series. I thank you for the angelic. I thank you for everyone listening right now. And God, I pray for um, our hearts to be open, for our eyes to be open, that we can see that there is more with us than there are against us. God, I pray that we would accept receive and lean into the ministry of angels, God, that it, we wouldn't be pigeonholed uh, by a spirit of religion, God, or thoughts that exalt themselves up against the knowledge of you. Lord, destroy it. I pray right now that you would release a grace to access, be aware of, watch for, and adhere to the ministry of angels, all for your glory and your great name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope this is blessing you. Uh, God bless you. Hope you have a great, great, great day.